<laughs> well, that was a great way to start. What's up, guys? It's Aiden Taco Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 22nd of May, 2018. Fucking good. Thank you for listening to me. I hope that scream wasn't too loud. I think it was fine. <clears throat> oh, my God. You guys. You guys. Uh, I fucking... We got a new place. Oh my god, it feels so good. We moved in. Uh, I'm going to take a sip of tea. Mmm. Muy caliente. Oh my god, man. So we moved into the place on uh, on Friday. Um, I took the day off of Nice of like studied school, the course that I'm doing. I mean, fuck, there's so much. There's so much i got to talk about. Everything's happening. Fucking... First of all, I mean, I already talked about last week. I'm so excited that we're moving into a new place. The last place was garbage. It was dirty. It smelled like cats. As soon as I told a bunch of friends that were moving out, people were like, oh, man, that's great because like, no one wanted to tell you, but like, I hated coming to that place. It sucked. Um, me and Blake moved in here on Friday. We got up early, went down, signed the lease um, at the fucking at the, um, the agency. And uh, we moved in here. We hired a truck, like a, a truck, a ute from Bunnings. And then I drove a ute around all day, which was fucking sick. We did two loads of stuff from North Melbourne out here to East Brunswick. Um, <clears throat> dumped all our stuff in the house. Drove out far, like West West Melbourne um, to Blake's mum's place. Picked up, uh, what did we get there? A fridge and a chair. <laughs> I found, we went to, we went to Blake's mum's place and, um, in uh, like Hillside, I think is the suburb. If fucking anyone knows Melbourne geography, it's like it's real far. It's like a forty-five minute drive um, on the toll road and shit. And uh, we got out there. <clears throat> There's two dogs there, so they've got like it's like Blake's mom and his sister and his brother live there as well. And um, one of the dogs, Blake's sister, is like, "All right, don't let this dog." And it's like the shitty looking one. And that's like yappy and loud is the one that's just chilling in the house. And then the one that looks like real nice and is not loud is the one that runs away, which I guess that makes sense because it's kind of like the one that's too <laughs> it's too good. He knows it's too good for that place. <laughs> it's like gets a fucking glimpse at freedom and he's like, I'm gone. Um, yeah, Blake's sister was like, if that, the, <laughs> I don't know what their names are, but I, in my head, it's the nice one and the shit one. <laughs> if the nice one gets even like a little gap in the door, he's gone. And, or she, I think it's a she. And, uh, and you won't catch her. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what happened. Blake opened the door and uh, we were going to try and take the fridge out the house and then put it on the ute. And there was just this moment where he opened the door and then his sister Maddie was like, Blake, no! Oh! <laughs> Dog, gone. Down the street. Blake's like running after it. And they were like, oh man, this is like two hours. Like the last time this happened, it took two hours. And I went around the corner of like, to look down the road to see where Blake had gone. Couldn't see the dog or the Blake. Um, and I was like, oh man, this is fucked. Like it's getting late in the day. I've got in my head, I thought I had a gig. It turns out I did, I, it was like, you know, I was a week early for this gig. But in my mind, I had to be done by eight and get the car back and everything um, so I could go and do this gig. And it's like five o'clock and I'm looking at the time going like, dude, it's going to be traffic and uh, we got to get this fridge under the car. And now Blake's going to be chasing around a fucking dog around some shitty nowhere suburb. Um. But he caught it, man. And then, so, yeah, while I was, like, looking 
for where Blake was or whatever, I was just like roaming around the streets and I saw some chair out the front of someone's house and I was like, fuck yeah, man, grab a chair. So I came back around the corner and like, I don't know where to start on this. Is it like cool to, we can call suburbs shitty, right? Like it's just a far away place. I guess all the houses are real new, but it's so far. It's the kind of place where like the, the streets are real wide and, uh, and like the gutters uh, like real shallow, you know, because what does that mean? Like, I guess cause the drainage, cause there's like, they've put in enough room to make the drainage work properly. Whereas in the inner city, you know, like sometimes the, the gutters are like really high because the streets aren't wide enough. So, uh, sometimes they flood when there's a lot of down rain. Am I a city planner? <laughs> I'm like making inferences about the fucking, <laughs> the height of a gutter <laughs> and like how that relates to whether your sub is good or not. If there's a low, like two inch or lower gutter out the front of your house, then you're a poor cunt. All right. That's how it works. I've done my research, idiots. <laughs> Uh, but like, I don't know, it's just that kind of place where it's clearly a, you know, it's a planned community, like it's a real new place and like just anywhere that's new that there haven't been houses at before, that's like far out of the city, that's going to be shit, right? That's where rich people don't buy houses in far out places. Um, yeah, it's just far, man. It's not a great, I mean... To be, I think Blake, so Blake was saying he lived there until he was like 17. This is something I should ask Blake. I'm hoping to have Blake on the podcast at some point before I go to Europe. I'll save this chat for then. He can tell those stories. But basically, the place wasn't ideal. And uh, and yet still me, like going around the corner, finding a chair out the front of someone's house. When I came back with that, his sister and his brother were like, Wait, what? Where'd you get that fucking chair at? And I'm like, oh, it's just like around the corner. And they're like, all right, dude. <laughs> Like, I'm still the scavenger, you know? Mm. Um, Blake brought the dog back in, like, 20 minutes, caught it, um, brought it back. <clears throat> we tied the car onto the back of the... So, we tied the car onto the back of the truck. You fucking idiot. We tied the um, the fridge onto the back of the, the ute, and then I drove really, really terrifyingly back to um, to our new place. I was so... Yeah, we only found out when we got there that you have to put fridges upright. That's what Blake's sister was telling us. You have to put it... You can't... I was thinking we would lie it down on the tray, but she was like, no, you've got to put it upright. So we, like, had this, like, fucking meter and a half tall fridge just tied with rope and a couple, like, straps onto the back of this ute. And then every time we went round a corner, I was like, oh, sick, this, this fucking fridge is about to fly off and flip this ute onto that, onto that Indian family walking on the side of the road. <laughs> oh, my God, at least they're together, so when they get crushed by a ute, they'll all die as a family. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want to do, man. If you're going to flip your car, don't flip it on someone who's by themselves. Then all their people will miss them. Try and, if you can, maneuver it so that you're going to flip it onto a whole family. So at least they'll all die together and they won't. I mean, it'd be a bummer if like, <laughs> maybe like the little girl, like the shortest one, you know, like the baby or whatever. She's like three. So she's just learning to walk. She doesn't, she's not tall enough. So the ute like misses her and it kills everyone else. Her mum, dad, brother, older sister, little girl survives as an orphan, carries that trauma with her for the rest of her life. What am I talking about? Oh my God. Shut up! Fucking, that is horrific! <laughs> Jesus Christ. But look, 
these are the things you have to think about when you're uh, carrying the fridge on the back of a ute. And you know what? That didn't happen. We were just thinking about it the whole time. The whole time. Got back to uh, the house, unloaded the fridge. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make you and I something. <laughs> just the two of us. <laughs> we made it back into the house. Got that fridge up. And, um, I mean, it sucks, by the way. It's a really bad fridge. We we might need to buy a new one. Oh, it's okay. It's good for now. It sounds like I'm really shitting on Blake's fucking family here. They actually brought us some amazing shit. Blake's mum and uh, her partner, Burles. Uh, Naomi and Burles um, came over with Burles' three kids on Sunday. Um, I'll fucking, first of all, talk about Friday night. Friday night, so uh, we, like, kind of briefly met our, uh, our new neighbor, this fucking great lady, Kristen, um, she, we like met her real briefly. We were, I think, sitting at the front of the house having a cigarette before we went to Kmart to buy a bunch of like, you know, kitchen gear and just whatever random bits that you get from Kmart. And, uh, she came over and was just like, introduced herself. Hey, what's up? What do you guys, you know, um, you're, uh, you're just moving in here, cool, blah, 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 like, just real brief, and, uh, we went to Kmart, we came back, and we had bought, like, some vodka and stuff to make white Russians, um, and, uh, we were just gonna have a drink at the house, and we came back, and there was a fucking bottle of wine waiting for us on our doorstep, I mean, just, what an absolute gem of a person, you know, and we, for a second, we thought, like, maybe Phil had come by, he was gonna come by, and we thought he'd come by, and, like, put that there and then gone away and was going to come back, but we were like, we hadn't given him the address yet, and we, we realized it was her real quick, and we were just like, oh my god, this is already the greatest fucking house ever, and we came back outside, and she was there, she like, came past, and we're like, oh yeah, and, that, and she's got a couple little girls, and uh, she was just like, oh yeah, the kids like got that, and, uh, and um, you know, they put that there, and they were like, what else will the boys want, kind of thing, that was real lovely, and then we started having a drink with her, and she hung out and drank for, like, we were going to set up our beds and shit on Friday night, and, uh, and then she just hung out and drank for, like, until, like, midnight or something like that, um, <laughs> brought us around some beers, some toilet paper, other just accoutrement that you need when you move into our house, or when you, <laughs> when you move into our house, two-minute noodles, whatever, gave us a drill, fucking, to put our beds together, just, like, the, the most welcoming neighbor ever, it was fantastic, and then we invited some more mates over, we had like, uh, three more mates come over, and we we're just talking about comedy, and at the end of the night, all our mates went home, it was like 2.30, and Blake was like, sleepover in the lounge room, so we pulled our mattresses out from our rooms, put them next to each other in the lounge room, chucked some music on, and, uh, and just fell asleep there, and I mean, great first day of the house, second day, Saturday, more Kmart gear, set up all our beds, everything like that, um, Sunday, uh, yeah, Blake's, Blake's mum and her, and her partner came around, and they came around with their kids, um, so the kids are, like, I guess, like, 12, 8, 6, let's say, because I know kids, I actually have no idea about guessing kids' ages, you, if you told me they were, like, they were all eight, I would have been like, yep, yeah, checks out, like, I don't fucking know, man, you're like, yeah, some of them grow faster than others, <laughs> I have no fucking idea, um, 
<laughs> that eight-year-old's really tall. That eight-year-old's really fat. That eight-year-old's a dog. <laughs> Classic bit of rule of three there. Um, so, they came around, and the first thing, they like, we came through the door, Naomi Blake's mum was just like, the kids have been drawing you some pictures. <laughs> We were like getting them to show us the pictures, and they're like, this just like on white paper. Apparently, they were drawing them in the car on the way over, and they were like, This is a picture, this is your dick. And it's like a dick with like Blake on one ball written on one ball, and Taco written on the other ball. It's like, That's the balls that you share, and this is your boobs. <laughs> And this is Taco's boobs, and there's like one big, long, hairy boob that covers the whole page. And <laughs> they were just all pictures of dicks and boobs. And then the girl, the oldest one, was a girl, and they, she just drawn us like a picture of a house with like birds and a nice door and a chimney and shit. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get magnets and put those on the fridge. They were fucking sick. Um,. And then they brought us around like a whole lounge set, some chairs. Uh, I got a bedside table. That's fantastic. This old mahogany. It's not mahogany, but it's like dark wood. Uh, beautiful bedside, like chest of drawers. Oh, man. And a coffee table to put our TV on with the Union Jack on it. Fuck yeah, dude. This place is starting to feel like a home. We just need now, we need another coffee table to go, you know, like to actually put coffees on. I had my breakfast yesterday morning and I realized that we need that if I'm going to eat in the lounge room. So we need that. We've got four chairs coming from our old housemate, Naomi, for 10 bucks each. Uh, I think that's a good deal. I haven't done any research. Who cares? And then we need a dining table, like a dining room table. And I think I'm going to get like a chair and a little desk for my room just to put in the corner. I reckon. Like an old school desk. That'd be nice. You know, like just a single... Something that I can just sit, write jokes on. Um, yeah, fuck yeah, man. I've never had a desk. Uh, oh, so I'm feeling real good about this place, man. We're getting internet on Friday, I think. Gets installed. And then on Saturday, uh, I'm not going to give out the address. I just realized, I was like thinking about giving out our address on the pod. And then I was like, number one, I mean, I don't know who's listening to this. I'm getting a few listeners now. And I think I know who most of them are. But like... I mean, there's some fucking insane people who have written shit to me on the internet over the years. I don't want to be baiting those motherfuckers. They rock up at my house and like, I don't know, shit in a cup, throw it through my window. Mm, no, thank you. No, thank you. Um, but I reckon we will be having a little thing on Saturday. Uh, for anyone who is listening, who fucking knows where we live or knows me, hit me up, man. Come through. Um... I'm going to try and cook something. I'm thinking meat. So if you're a vego, shut up. Bring rice crackers. I'm not fucking catering for you. <laughs> we live in Brunswick. Is that not enough? And uh, and then we're going to do just like drinks and shit going into the night. And then at 2 a.m., the championship playoff final for um, the like fucking um, English Premier League, like to get into the English Premier League is on at 2 a.m. And then the Champions League final. So the Championship playoff final is Fulham versus Aston Villa. And then the Champions League final, Liverpool versus Real Madrid, is at like 4.30 in the morning. Huge games. Um, so that's Saturday night. Um, 
I'm really getting so fucking excited about the World Cup, though, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It starts in... I think the first game is like a... Let's have a look. The first game. So, it's the 22nd of May today, Tuesday. Tuesday. I think the first game is the 15th of June, which is 1, 2, 3... Uh, so 21, 22, 24 days. Was that good podcasting? That's the sound I make when I add shit up. Um, 24 days until the World Cup starts. Holy fucking shit, dude. I, I just then I sat on my back porch and I was watching... Um, oh, sorry, Tinder just gave me a notification. Who are all these new people swiping in your area? Swipe right to find out. How about you suck my dick, Tinder? How about we cut out the middleman? Oh, that's fucking gross. <laughs> maybe, maybe the people of Tinder can come here and suck my dick. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm saying some awful shit today. I'm very sorry to anyone who is... I, I don't know. Are you are people offended by that? Or is that... Is that... Look, from when I was younger and I got in trouble for saying things without a filter, now every time I say something unfiltered, I'm like, is that actually funny or have I just offended someone? And I don't know whether I like that about myself. Because you know what? I would love someone who was employed by Tinder to come here and suck my dick right now. That'd be so sick. And I don't think that's confined... I don't think that's like a patriarchal desire, is it? I don't know. Is that, is that bad feminism? <laughs> to want someone to suck my dick. Because <laughs> I do. If I'm honest, I absolutely bloody do, mate. It's one of my main things that I want. Lunch, blowjob, and then rent for the next six months. <laughs> Those three things would be great. The World Cup starts in in three, three and a bit, three and a half weeks. And uh, the first Australia game is in Australia at, uh, in like Melbourne time is at 8 p.m. on the fucking, on, I think, yeah, the 16th of June, which is so fucking sick. Like 8 p.m. Saturday night. Oh no. Oh yes. Yes. I've got, um, actually I should talk about my gigs. Oh fuck. Um, my gigs, I was supposed to do this at the start of the podcast, but I didn't. Um, I guess a gig that I'm going to promote is, um, June the 16th. I'm, uh, doing a run through a preview show of, uh, no, I'm not. Oh, I'm doing a gig in Dalesford that night. Oh God. I need to reschedule that. Fuck. I'm going to ask to have it at six o'clock earlier. Oh, maybe we can just watch the game in Dalesford. That'd be nice. I don't know. Anyway, the first Australian game... I'm doing a gig in... Why am I fucking doing this now? I'm doing a gig in uh, Dalesford. I'm doing uh, the Abisham Flat there. That's outside of Melbourne, whatever. But I want to promote... the Saturday, the 23rd of June, I'm doing a preview of my new show, 52 Days, um, at my friend's gallery, Mia Gallery on 1A Hope Street in Brunswick at four in the afternoon. And then she's got, um, she's got a fucking, uh, like gallery opening after that. Um, 
which is super exciting. She's a uh, Caitlin Murphy. She's a fucking sick artist. She's I've met her through the Nice program, this business course that I'm doing through Centrelink. Uh, I went to one of her gallery openings a couple of weeks ago. It was sick, and uh, and that's going to be a new one. And I think that's going to be a solo show of hers. So that's a free show. Um, <clears throat> anyone in Melbourne, Saturday the 23rd of June, 4 p.m. Uh, at 1A in Hope Street in Brunswick. Come through to that. Check out my new show. Stay. We'll probably put some free booze on and uh, stay for the gallery opening. That's going to be a sick little night. And any gigs that I advertise are going to be on my website, aidentacojones.com. That's A-I-D-A-N, tacojones.com. They're not right now because I'm super busy and shut up, but they will be later. Um, And especially when I'm going through Europe, if anyone's listening from any of like uh berlin or paris or dublin or london or edinburgh obviously in glasgow uh, i'm going to have all these gigs up on my website so check out when i'm doing shows in all those cities and maybe barcelona and madrid as well i'm still figuring that out um oh what can i do now let's talk about um music i've been listening to this week dude i've been listening to so I found this dude called uh, Kamasi Washington showed up on my Discover Weekly last week and this song Truth by him, it's like real progressive jazz. It's like fucking jazz, dude. And I feel like a bit of a poncy cunt um, recommending some jazz on the podcast, but you know, I'm fucking, I got some culture, dude. I fucking went to private school. I played trumpet for three years, all right? I played in jazz bands and I wasn't very well respected in those circles, but I fucking played in them, yeah, my, my teacher, Mr. K, I remember in, uh, year 12, he was, like, the jazz band conductor, um, and I, like, I played piano in the jazz band in year 10 and 11, and then in year 12, I think I just kind of scraped in because they liked me, but I probably didn't work hard enough to, like, on the jazz side of it, I was more, like, I wanted to play classical, um, but I wanted to be in the jazz band because all my friends were and there's like a level of prestige. So I think he put me in begrudgingly and then in like week one of the year after they'd announced who was in and announced me, I remember I chatted back to him or something and it wasn't even in class, it was at lunchtime and all my friends were around and he turned to me with this like annoyed smile and was like, you remember Aiden, you're on thin ice, mate. Thin ice, thin ice, you remember that? Yeah, get it tattooed to your forehead. Thin ice, thin ice. You're on thin ice this year, mate. So watch it. And all my friends lost their shit and I was standing there just terrified because I I, I didn't want to get kicked out of the jazz band, you know? Oh my God, what a fucking nerd. I, I just, I would have said something, but I didn't want to get kicked out of the jazz band. <laughs> Fuck me. Mm-mm-mm. That was like part of my identity in school, you know, I'm Aiden, I play soccer, uh, I'm a forward and I play piano in, in stage band one and everyone's looking at me, everyone's jealous, I know they are, everyone wants to be me, <laughs> men want to be him, ladies want to be with him, why? Because he plays piano in the jazz band, <laughs> God, I was an arrogant piece of shit, um, some would say still am, and how dare you? So this guy Kamasi Washington is um I haven't really read about him, but let's find out. Born February 18, 1981. Oh, so he's fucking thirty-seven. Um 
Awards, winner 1999 John Coltrane Music Competition, and that's it. <laughs> this is like, you. this would want to be a fan-made Wikipedia. Imagine if he's gone on there himself and put that, winner 1999 John Coltrane Music Competition, and nothing else. Like, I'm sure that's very prestigious in jazz circles, but I don't fucking care. <laughs> um, oh, he's played at Coachella. 2016, 2018. That's pretty sick. He just played there. So he's clearly kind of blowing up on some level. When's it like his other dates? Limit Park African Art and Music Festival, Limit Park LA, 2011 and 13. Yeah, that sounds like some fucking shitty little thing. That, that That's like the first thing. Or Central Avenue Jazz Festival. That's not even on there. That's not even, there's not even a date. Where the fuck is that? It's in LA. Okay, so dude's from fucking LA. Is he? Occupation, musician, instruments, saxophone. <laughs> Why am I laughing at this? This is this is a man's life, and I'm like, nah, saxophone. <laughs> the guy's fucking sick. Like he's so sick. Um, and I, the reason I'm kind of putting him on, I was like thinking, oh, maybe it's a bit. I don't know. The the song. Um, truth is amazing it's like a 13 minute epic and my favorite kind of passage is through the middle when it breaks down again and it goes into this like i don't know jazzy breakdown this genre is listed as jazz west coast jazz and bebop i don't know if i would that sounds kind of intimidating but for me it was pretty approachable um and it's got like i guess the kind of drums that i like are those hip-hop drums that are just like a steady beat not too complicated and i feel like that song had that but the thing that tipped it over the edge that it was like oh, i have to tell people about this dude is um when luca my mate luca muller a fantastic melbourne comedian luca muller came around to the house on friday night brought some beers and uh brought a few records to play um he brought an album by this dude, Kamasi Washington, and it's called The Epic. It's a three, like three record thing. It's massive. And on that, he plays a jazz arrangement of Claire de Lune by Claude Debussy, which is the song that I played on fucking piano uh, at the Adelaide Town Hall in year 12. And that was my like my fucking main piece for my year 12 classical performance, which fucking I did get 97 out of 104, so go fuck yourselves, all right? Everyone who thought I was a nerd. Um, I'm really presenting a lot of conflicting views about myself right now. God, I'm insecure. Um, I played that in year 12, and uh, it was like I worked so hard on that piece. <laughs> my girlfriend had, at the time of my recital, at the end, like the last recital at Adelaide Town Hall, had just broken up with me. And uh, she was at the thing. She was there watching. And I played the piece in front of everyone. And then I went backstage and I texted her. And I was like, mm, that was for you, man. <laughs> what a fucking loser cunt. Oh, my God. But the, <laughs> but the point is I... um. I know that piece really well and I love it um, and I, it, it's like deeply nostalgic for me and so I heard that and it starts the jazz um, uh, arrangement that Kamasi Washington has done of it for that album starts in the middle uh, it doesn't start at the start of the piece and I heard that piano and I thought I'd like come in halfway through something I was like <coughs> what the fuck like why is this playing and then it starts with like the jazz uh, arrangement that he's done of it and it's like the main theme you know boom 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 
Incredible, incredible. So fucking listen to Truth by him, but also listen to Claire de Lune by Kamasi Washington. Phenomenal arrangement. Um, and then the second one, second track I want to recommend is Handsome People by this dude, Biocratic, which I have no fucking idea who he is, but it was just a track that grabbed me off of, um, let's see if I can find the album that it was off of. Uh, Chill Hop Spring 2018. So it just was like something that kind of struck me as a cool little, um, what's the word? Like a compilation of a bunch of different artists. Chill Hop, again, doesn't sound that enticing as a genre, but uh, the track's real cool. And then I went to find out something about this guy, Biocratic. God, he looks like a tosser. Oh my God. Perfect teeth. What this fucking... I Biocratic.com slash about. So this is like his website. Um, I reckon he's just paid someone to do that logo because it looks pretty standard. Just Biocratic in like these, you know, faded cursive, two lines top and bottom, like the dynamic ribbon device for Coke or whatever. You know, that like... It's like that Coke ribbon thing. It has the same kind of vibe. And then... Um, I wonder whether this picture is ironic because it's like the lighting is like fluoro pink on one half of his face and then like green on the other half of his face. And he's standing there with his chin, his, his fist under his chin, kind of like the thinker, wearing this polo top, leaning back, his hair's slicked back in a quaff, queef, quoof, whatever that thing is. And it's all lowercase, born Brandon Rowan, New Jersey, USA, 1993, full stop. All lowercase still. Producer and multi-instrumentalist. Armed with a laptop, an electric bass, and limitless inspiration. Oh my god! <laughs> Creates electronic tunes with an organic soul. Currently works in his home studio in Brooklyn, NYC. Listen to the latest. And then there's a link there. Biocratic.lnk.to slash this is. Look, I mean, this the track is fucking awesome. Definitely listen to the track. And the dude's music speaks for itself. Um, <laughs> I fucking I hate his about. God damn it, I hate it. <laughs> what merch has he got, this cunt? Um, if he's listening, I hope he's not listening. Maybe I hope, Do I want him to listen to this? I don't know. I guess if fucking... I probably would fucking hate someone going through my website like this because I bet it looks shit too. Um, he's just got some stickers. What's he got? A t-shirt with his dumb logo on it. And then all these stickers. How much is the T? 22. The stickers are a three-pack. Doesn't say how much. I'm doing his promo for him. He's an up-and-coming guy. He's 25. Go fucking check out his music. It's real good. That song, Handsome People, is fucking sick. Uh, those will be on the playlist, Sitting Under a Tree 2018. I'm also doing... Mm, a collaborative playlist um, that was suggested to me. Uh, so there's the playlist that I'll just be putting my tracks in. But if any of you guys want to suggest a track to me, Sitting Under a Tree Listeners is a collaborative playlist. Zero tracks in there so far. So fuck you. No, I have fucking chuck something on there, man. If you've got something you think I might like or whatever, that'd be sick. Um, how long are we sitting at now? Where are we? Uh, oh, 31 minutes. Well, there you bloody go. Um, oh, I do... No, fuck it. I got to talk about this, man. Um, so, like, this is so great. The um, Argentinian Football Association. I read this on uh, 
on the fucking Guardian had like, this must have been like their funny article for the week. So evidently all of the like countries with teams in the World Cup, you know, they're like gearing up, they're doing their training camps and they're getting all their staff and players ready to go over. Which includes, in some cases, like cultural briefings, what to expect when you go to Russia, which is good, right? That's part of the preparation. And um, so the Argentinian FA had a day of like briefing them on what to expect when you get to Russia. And the guy who was running the course, what was the dude's name? Let's see if we can find this dude's name. Um, uh, taught by Russian language teacher Eduardo Penisi. Eduardo Penisi. Uh, that sounds like fucking Italian, that name. They think they're fucking Italian over there in Argentina, don't they? Um, so this dude uh, included a manual, Russian language and titled Russian Language and Culture in the course. It was written by him and approved by the Argentinian Football Association. And it included <laughs> a chapter on how to pick up Russian words. So the chapter is translated by this site, Deadspin, and... Um, the chapter was literally titled What to Do to Have a Chance with a Russian Girl. So, the, where is it? ¿Qué hacer para tener alguna oportunidad con una chica rusa? And uh, it's like all fucking tips. Like, number one, Russian girls, like any other girls, pay close attention. If you're clean, you smell good, and you go well-dressed. The first impression is very important. They pay attention to your image. Do you really need to tell football players to pay attention to their fucking image? Jesus. Um, Russian girls do not feel like, do not like to feel like objects. Many men, uh, because the Russian women are beautiful, only want to take them to bed. Maybe they want it too, but they are people who want to feel important and unique. The advice is to treat the women who is in front of you, that's a fucking setting context, with their own ideas and wishes. Pay attention to their values and personality. Don't ask stupid questions about sex. For the Russians, sex is very private and not a topic to discuss in, pub discuss in public. Maybe you do not believe me, but I know that it is. So this guy is literally... <laughs> This fucking Panini dude, or whatever the fuck his name was, was literally like, he's almost like humble bragging there, like, listen, I maybe you don't believe me, alright, but trust me, I've fucked plenty of Russian girls, and they don't want to talk about it, bro, so just keep it quiet, keep it on the DL. <laughs> this guy's like, <laughs> this whole thing smacks over, like... <laughs> like this this teacher covertly trying to go I fucking Russia so let me give you the lowdown <laughs> isn't that the most Latino fucking thing you've ever heard and the Argentinian FA signed off on this and um so evidently the story goes Here's what the article on Deadspin says. The AFA appears to have realized right away that it fucked up. The course was interrupted so officials could seize the manuals and they ripped out the PUA, the pickup artist chapter, uh, before giving it back to attendees. But one journalist, Nacho Catullo, Catullo, um, Nacho Catullo, realized what was happening and snagged an unaltered copy and published the chapter. Uh, so this guy, Tim Burke at Deadspin, translated it. So fucking some... Do Basically, they came and stormed the office and were like, give us all those. This is going to be embarrassing. And one dude on the down low managed to fucking... Wh what did he do? Like, run to the toilets? I imagine a bunch of FBI dudes in glasses coming in and, like, snatching them out of people's hands at gunpoint or whatever. That probably wasn't the case. It was probably just Dave from the fucking HR department. Oh, David. David from... Uh, <laughs> from 
uh, how do you say, <laughs> I don't know how to say resources, cosas humanes, <laughs> that's not it, fuck, I'm a piece of shit, um, coming in and like, you know, oh guys, can we please need that chapter back, cause there's some bad stuff in there, and then this absolute legend, Nacho Catullo, going like, hold up, I'm just gonna take a little picture, um, and publishing this, where's the best one, um, Number three, Russian girls hate boring men. If you do not have topics to talk about, if you're just thinking about what to say after, then you are not enjoying the moment as you will be disconnected from it. <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. <laughs> Remember, you are an immigrant slash foreigner and you can speak to her about your country, how you live, or the interesting things that you can see in your country. Remember that it is very important to invite her to participate with your topics. Try to talk with her in a very honest way. That's, like, kind of beautiful advice for life. Like, if you just take out the Russian girls and just put... If you make it gender neutral and go, people hate boring people. If you do not have topics to talk about, if you're just thinking about what to say after, then you are not enjoying the moment as you will be disconnected from it. That's beautiful, man. Live in the moment, guys. That's what Mr. Panini says. Live in the moment. (laughs) Number four, don't be negative. The women avoid people who only see the negative things in the work, in relationships, in life. He hasn't even put and there. Like, it's it's even written in a poetic way. I like this Panini, man. I think we should fucking... I, I foresee in the very near future a speaking tour and possibly a book from Mr. Panini. The women avoid the peop- avoid people who only see the negative things in the work, in relationships, in life. What is that, a haiku? Do not ask typical questions. Be original. Usually they like to know about you. So give them more. Inf- give them some information about you. Remember, many of the girls will not know about your country, so you have an advantage over Russian men. You are new and different. Give her confidence in you. <laughs> like the men that take the initiative. Oh, it's a little bit rapey. If you do not have confidence in the same, then you will need to practice talking with more women. That's right. It's like, it's like, maybe get in some practice before you go to the World Cup because this is the big one, bro. And uh, if you're looking to get late at the World Cup, you're not going to want to be out of practice. Maybe you're going to football practice in the day. Just go to some bars at night, you know, talk to women, get slapped in the face, grab a boob, you know, try it out. <laughs> God, that's fucking horrific. Um,. <laughs> See, try and push the limits so then when you get to Russia, you know where the limits are. You fucking panini idiot. This is the best one, though. This is... Oh, my God. Number eight. Fuck, <laughs> I can't wait to read this. Do not try to impress the girl in the wrong way. Maybe you try to impress her by talking about the money you have, that you know everything, that you are perfect, and the others are poor, stupid people. (laughs) In the end, if the girl has a little sense, she will bounce you. Be real and talk about you in real terms. Talk about your faults in a fun way and about your positive points. Normally, Russian women pay attention to important things, but of course you will find girls who only pay attention to material things in the money. If you are handsome, you tell me. Do not worry. There are many beautiful women in Russia and not all are good for you. Be selective. (coughs) So look, all Panini's trying to say is be yourself, guys. And that's the message that I really want to leave you with. 
today, be yourself. Be selective, yeah? <laughs> and, 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 that? and don't try and impress women by talking about the money you have, that you know everything, that you are perfect, and the others are poor, stupid people. Oh my god. Fuck me. And, uh, and the Guardian article was like, and by the way, if anyone was looking to pick up Russian men, no chapter on that. No chapter. Just the Russian women. Oh god. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. That's been the podcast for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you like the podcast, share it, man. If you've gotten to this point, share my fucking podcast, please. If you like it, if you've listened this far, that means you like it. So, um, or maybe you hate it so much and you're a sad, masochistic fuck. In which case, share it to more people who also won't like it as well because everyone's the same as you. Um, no, if you liked it, man, please share it. Share it on Facebook. Share my post on Facebook from when I post it. <clears throat> I can get more people listening. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review it. Um, I would love if you give me five stars, but, uh, you know, do whatever you need to do, man. Um, and just whatever your podcast app is, fucking subscribe, do what you got to do. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been Sitting Under a Tree, and I've been Aiden Taco Jones. Peace. <laughs>